And now a message from our sponsor. Hey everybody, it's Bootleg Captain, Captain Bootlegs here. Yeah. If you're like me, I bet you're enjoying this Toys, Toys on, on Tap, Tap podcast. I am enjoying it, it's very nice. But did you know you can enjoy it more just by joining that Patreon? Oh, I did not know that. There are so many cool perks available on the Patreon for you. There's and also and Wow, that's really a lot of stuff if you ask Bootleg Captain. Captain I don't bootleg. understand. There were noises I couldn't hear with the person. So join today to support Toys on Tap podcast and Bootleg Art Toys. But if you're not in a position to join the Patreon, head on over to Apple iTunes and review and subscribe. That helps out the channel as well. Okay, I'll go rate it, I guess. And remember, listen to Toys, Toys on, on Tap. Captain Bootleg, the bootleg captain sent you. Why does he keep referring to himself in the third Can person? I stop with the stupid voice now? I'm not sure why you made me want to sound like a pirate. Oh, so that was a fake voice. Oh, yucko! I, I didn't realize it was just pretend voice. Oh, okay. Rainbow Yawn in the damn house. What's up, man? Hey, bud. How you doing? Good, good. Yeah, I got you. I the sound and everything. Can you hear me, I'm just attaching this microphone thing. Yeah, thank you. So that's badass. You got a like audio mic right there. Yeah, I've got, I've, well, this is my first time. Sometimes it only comes out the left speakers. The only problem. I don't know. Can you hear me in both the speakers? Or seem okay? To be helpful, I only wear one speaker, so who I can hear you in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, as long as you haven't put the other one on, because then you'll just uh, you'll just get an, a, a, yeah. an uncomfortable silence. I'll keep looking over, wondering where you're at. So let's. Can we start at the top? Like, how long have you been doing this? What? Where's the name Rainbow Yarn come from? Well, I've just been doing the toys for a couple of years now. I think I, I set up my Instagram about two years ago. That was when I started really. Um, I wasn't selling toys right away, but that's when I started making them. I'm, I'm a relative newcomer, really. Okay. Um, the Rainbow Yawn name was, I wanted something that kind of embodied, kind of cute and creepy was my kind <laughs> of style that I liked. I quite like getting really grotesque yeah. sculptures and painting them in like colorful, pleasant ways and things. I kind of took inspiration from actually the, I don't know if you're familiar with Wonder Goblin, yep. who does vinyl toys. And I like that name. I always thought that was well suited to his to his style. And a lot of it's just kind of. I don't think Rainbow Yawn was the first choice of name, but it's kind of it's quite important to check that you whatever name you select that you can pick it on, you know, like Instagram and YouTube and yeah. I got RainbowYawn.com as well. And Rainbow Yawn means puke is the meaning. It's kind of like saying a technical <laughs> scream or uh, like a. Uh, eating backwards there was I was I went through a big list of fun ways to say vomit that sounded quite cute mm -hmm. but uh, I quite liked rainbow yarn that's the one I settled on I love that so do people like man so it means how many people actually know that that's what you were going for I, I don't really know I don't suppose that many people say rainbow yarn as a term for puke it's not as popular as, say, pavement pizza or one of the big ones. Yeah. I've heard people, some people say technically yawn as a, okay. as a var variation. But yeah, no one, I think a lot of people just, I'm not really sure. I think a lot of people just see the word rainbow, see me making a lot of half-naked muscular men figures and just assume it's like a, a gay thing. <laughs> <But> <laughs> it was supposed to mean 
puke. <laughs> yeah, love that. So you're you're relatively new on this scene. Uh, what's crazy is not only are you new, but in two years you've amassed this ginormous following, and you're just like you're you're at the top. You're one of the top people that we witness and we see constantly. So like, what do you attribute that to? Just busting your ass. Well, I mean. It'd be nice to think that a lot of these followers are because I make such brilliant toys that they all want to come and see my toys. But yeah. uh, I'm not so deluded to believe that. I, I know for the most part, people, most of the, it's because I sort of show the process and I make little videos with um, showing how I've made my molds and things. I realized quite early on doing my posts that, um, people kind of like to see you make the sandwich rather than the finished meal yeah. as it were these days quite often there's a new function on instagram called reels mm -hmm. and uh the reach on there seems really good i mean I, I the majority of my instagram followings through this reels function uh i think i, I had about i hit five thousand followers on new year's eve and I'm currently at about 60. I got about 10,000 followers in a month off yeah, the back of that crap. Reels uh, function. But it's um, a lot of the videos I were making were I would edit things to music I liked and make little, I used to just make little square videos for Instagram about a minute long. And uh, I was re uploading those to TikTok as well. Not mm. a platform I was really, I used, but I kind of thought, well, it was the new. The new platform on the scene. I was. I had all these videos anyway that I'd be making for Instagram. So I set that up, and I was. I was basically just rehashing a lot of old shit for a mm -hmm. while on there. And Instagram has went ridiculous. It's. I think I'm almost at a hundred thousand followers on there, which is quite s silly. But I mean, I don't get too excited about that. Uh, I, I mean, you see when you see some of the other TikTok pages that have more followers than me on there. I think it, you don't really have to. I mean, to be fair, I suppose, I mean, a lot of people, it's it's a lot of people that's just wanting to get involved. I think yeah. a lot of the, the, my followers sort of differs to a lot of uh, other people. A lot of people have built up their following over a long time. And a lot of people, other sort of people in the scene, their followers are kind of, you know, they're well-versed in how the bootleg scene works and mm -hmm. art toys and that sort of thing. Whereas a, the, a lot of my new followers are basically people who've seen the reels on those search pages. And a, yeah. a lot of them are seem kind of new to it a lot of people it's just a lot of people wanting to get involved uh, so it's 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 it has been quite nice to be able to sort of inspire others to get involved yeah and, uh, and things like that but yeah it's definitely the process videos that do well for me that's what's which i well. i love that you have this following of people that want to get involved because i think the regularly when i um talk to people about this type of art form like bootleg figures or vinyl or whatever it is there's, I mean, I don't know how many off the top, but I would say less than 500 people that are regularly doing this and, and like plowing through and doing art and stuff. And so for you to be like amassing a following of people that want to get started, that's like, you're growing this industry just on your own, which is dope. I mean, it, it is cool. It's, um, it's, it's, um, I suppose the, the, there's a bit of a pressure to perhaps keep making videos all the time of, of the process. And yeah. I see when I, sometimes I try and have a bit, cause it's quite, when you, when you're in the middle of making a, a I mean, do you make toys yourself or? Yeah, what? absolutely. I mean, I'm sure you can imagine yourself. I, it's, 
it's it's quite difficult to be focused on the task at hand when you're also trying to think about filming every sort of you know uh, important step of the process when you I found it I, when I first started doing it my, my focus was on making the toys and the videos would be sort of a, an afterthought the mm -hmm. footage wasn't always very good uh, and to make the videos do well I had to kind of be as focused on the videos as I was on the task at hand which really does slow you down on the on the production side uh so i mean it's i don't i think if i was to start doing bigger runs of toys and things i wouldn't always want to be making these videos but that's what people want to see it's kind of yeah it's, it's always tempting when you when you get big amounts of uh views or whatever it might be for one thing to keep doing that one thing i mean for me it's the uh, some of those videos on on tiktok have been getting the one of them had two over two million views on sort of basically demolding videos wow and so i think a lot of people would freak out at that idea and go oh my god i've got to keep doing demolding videos for tiktok but i can't be asked I've, I've i just sort of went i've just been doing it i've spent the past four days editing an unboxing video which i know will only get about a few hundred views but i, I get a bit bored doing the same thing i suppose it, it's still fun for me it's not um not really a job for me so i don't want to get too i don't want to make it too boring for myself getting bogged down doing the same thing all the time i think what's cool is you are um describing like uh, if we separate from toys for a second you're describing this idea that we can't be stuck on one platform and you are spread out amongst how many platforms would you say you're on three four well i've got you i've got my youtube instagram and tiktok okay i mean it's Really, my focus has been on TikTok. I mean, sorry, on Instagram. Sorry. Yeah. TikTok was kind of just a, as I say, I was just uploading my videos from Insta from Instagram to there. But Instagram's where I mostly engage with other people. I, it's where I go on and I, I use it on a personal level. You know, I'll sort of peruse, yeah, other toy makers stuff. TikTok, it's too weird, and I'm too mm. old for that. I think, but I mean, I go on and I upload my shit, and I get off again. Yeah, I sometimes get caught up watching a couple of dance videos, and I'm like, Fuck, get off of there. Yeah, but like, uh, I, I was doing YouTube videos a few years ago, and they didn't ever really get much traction. I mm. tend to, I don't really script them, and I tend to waffle on a lot, as you yeah. probably notice. And it's like. Yeah, I watched them back after a year, you know, when you're not so precious about the footage. And I go, what the fuck? Why don't you just trim that out, you tit? And then it'll just be me <laughs> waffling on for ages. But I don't know that at the time. Yeah. But anyway, like I kind of what I liked about Instagram was when I first got that was I could edit together like a little. It's a minute long time limit. Mm -hmm. And I think I kind of worked better in those time limits. It was like I couldn't procrastinate and spend days and days editing the video because it's just a minute long. And also you can get away with uploading copyrighted music on Instagram, whereas you yeah. can on YouTube. So I thought it was quite fun just editing the videos to like my favorite Cypress Hill song or whatever it might be. Uh, so yeah, I kind of, I like, I like Instagram really. I'm trying to go back to YouTube a bit. I've been, I've been promising loads of people an in-depth tutorial on how to make a step-by-step 5.5 or, or Motu style bootleg figure. Yeah. I didn't really want to do it prior to now, as I say, I'm quite new because I have a bad habit of getting a new hobby, becoming really excited about it and making a how-to video. And at the same time, I don't really know what I'm talking about. I'm just excited about this. I've done it with spray paint <laughs> and I've done it with a million different things. I was a tattoo yeah. artist one week. And then I sort of a year later, I watched back the video and I go, oh, 
like I'm, I'm just talking loads of, like I watched the spray paint one recently and some of the mistakes I'm making I'm like oh my god that's not how you hold a can mat so I've tried not to jump in and make this bootleg quite an in-depth tutorial on how to do the toys until I was a bit more confident in what I was saying but I know there was a lot of information that I couldn't find when I started out that I was looking for so I kind of feel like some of the Although I may not be an expert, I do feel like I've got I've got enough experience to be of interest to I think a lot of people starting out. So I I have been. It's quite difficult because I I when you when you, when you're trying to do an in depth tutorial like that, it's like I've been amassing the footage over a long period of time. Yeah, and then going back to edit it now, it's a bit of a nightmare. But yeah, yeah, because I mean, like being spread over those platforms. I mean, there's this weird. I don't know how to describe it. There's this weird idea that Instagram has already hit its peak and it's like starting on its downtrend or that, which I, I think is so crazy. I, Cause if you know how to use the algorithm or if you like know how to use it well, it's still technically on that uptrend for you. Like it's at the top still. I mean, for me, it's done better than, than ever. I think a lot of the time, when you hear about people saying it's not doing as well as it used to, it's often quite difficult to sort of change your technique with regards to a lot of people that have seen good success off the standard Instagram posts yeah. as have I in the past. And when I upload a video, usually when I upload one of those process videos where I'm sort of, you know, demolding something new that people haven't seen or something, something like that, that perhaps people haven't seen before I can, it generally does pretty well. When I was uploading them as a standard video on Instagram, they were topping maybe 30,000 views, which I thought was quite a lot. Yeah. But I mean, the way these reels work, I don't even fully understand it myself. It's like you can't check the analytics on those things yet. It's kind of a new format. Mm -hmm. So there's a 30 second time limit. It's in a nine by 16 format and you can select music to use on top of the videos. But the reach on those seems to be way better than standard posts at the minute. I don't know if what it is exactly. I think sometimes when Instagram makes a new sort of function, they try and push it. You know, they try yeah. and encourage people to use the new function that they've used. So I couldn't really be asked learning how to do something new. But I thought, well, because it's a new thing on Instagram, the Reels function, I kind of wanted to get on board with it. So yeah, I sat through some really boring videos on hashtag optimization and things like that and it, it it's boring to, to do yeah, it's for like sure up, uploading it at the correct time certain things with regards to the hashtag use on the posts i would make sure to use all 30 hashtags and i try to use something a bit more obscure so try and the main thing that helped me i think was when you're typing in your hashtags uh whereas you might type in something like toy Mm -hmm. you'd have millions of views there would be no point using that hashtag because you get kind of lost in a sea of hashtags but i would try to aim for things that have a hundred when you type in toy you uh, even type in something more obscure like toy art and uh, you start to see it suggests hashtags for you it'll say like toy artistry and beyond and it'll mm -hmm. tell you that that's got maybe five hundred thousand hashtags and then it'll say like toy artistry elite and uh, when you try and aim for ones that have got 100,000, between 1,000 and 100,000 hashtags, and that really worked for me, that seems to, I think because you, it's, it's more obscure or more niche, yeah, uh, you get a bit pushed, pushed more. But it's mostly been off the hashtags, my stuff. It's not been off the back of uh, any big sort of page shares or 
at least not to my knowledge. It's yeah. you know most most of this stuff seems to have been off the hashtags. I find that it is. Um, I don't know that reels because I've done a couple and they've done. I mean, better than the number of views has surpassed my number of followers. So once that happens, I feel like oh that did okay it did well, um, but. I find that in my head, it works like, uh, because you can only find reels based off of exploring on Instagram. And so the more people that build their own algorithm around whatever they like. And so if someone likes it, then it goes to like two more people or then it just like multiplies almost is what it seems like. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I'm, I think it, it uh, I mean, it still, go, it still gets shown to your followers but I'm not exactly sure. It's a bit slower to get going. I know if I have a post that's a standard Instagram post that does well, mm -hmm. it'll generally um, do well right away and it'll just take off and it'll maybe last two or three days. I'll, one, after it's sort of they've tested it on my own audience, you'll see a lot of... Uh, it, generally, it was kind of random. Sometimes I would see that a lot of the views that came in either off the explore or off of hashtags. It would usually be one or the other. And I don't know how Instagram decides that, but it, it would that would just be kind of potluck how that happened to me. Uh, but with the reels, generally I'll upload them. They'll do kind of standard, so it'll generally get it'll go to your own audience. And if it does quite well, it generally in the next about a week later the reel will start taking off. I had a couple that I thought. I was a bit disappointed with the amount of views. I mean, I think it still did pretty well. It had about 5,000 views. Yeah. Excuse me, but I think that was like a third of my overall followers. So in that respect, it's not actually been shown to a lot of my audience. Mm -hmm. And then about a week later, it just, I don't know, I put my phone on and I, I had like a thousand new followers or something like that. It, it, um, I think it ended up with about half a million views through Instagram. There's a, two or three of those reels for me. Jeez. I've had half a million views. Wow. But it, I mean, I watch them back and I try and think, well, what's the formula here? What have I, what have I done? And I mean, there's things like you can copy those hashtags over. That doesn't seem to work. It tends to, I don't know, Instagram must kind of pick up on when it's a bit more organic with the hashtag use. If I've copy and pasted hashtags that seem to have worked for me, they just don't work a second time. It's like, You've got to at least sort of change the order up and things. I honestly don't know how it works. It, it yeah. generally just seems to be potluck. But I mean, if, if you're pumping out decent quality content on a regular basis, uh, just don't be too dis... I mean, you know, for anyone who's, who's looking to do it themselves, just don't be too disheartened. If it, if it doesn't work, I guess, you've just got to keep at it. And I sit for about 30 minutes before I upload a post, typing in those hashtags, and I hate yeah. doing it. And anyone who's with me is like, fucking hell, man, what are you doing? And I'm just like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll just be a minute like yeah. like it's really boring but i mean it's kind of worth that extra half hour the thing is by the sometimes i know what it's like when you've finished everything that goes with making a toy i can't even be asked taking a photo of it sometimes you know when you've done every step making the mold and casting yeah. the resin it's just like you're glad to have it finished but you it's important to make those final steps they're arguably the most important steps you know you can churn out an absolute piece of shit and if you get good hashtags it's still going to do quite well yeah uh, not suggesting you work shit i didn't mean <laughs> no but I, I think you're you're absolutely right so like because i i hated doing that like 30 minutes of uh hashtag stuff i hated it and so i put it in my notes in my iphone and so it was like i had 30 hashtags ready to go that would be 
in that range of like a thousand to five hundred thousand or whatever. And then I just switch up the select ones that I like need to for that specific toy. Yeah. Yeah. It just got so much quicker and like more doable for me. I've done a bit of that. I mean, usually I'll, it generally tends to be though, I suppose, I don't know. I've, I've, I was doing that a bit. I would have quite a good post and I would sort of, as you say, change a few of the hashtags and it just didn't seem to work for me as well as when I just sit and I actually manually type them in and select them. Yeah. Um, I guess it's just, I don't really know. I don't know why yeah. that is. But doesn't it feel like that? Like we all have this idea of how this stuff works, but then it comes back to that. Like, I, who knows? I think the only, the only way with doing it sort of manually and organically, as I say, I, I've been doing it that way it's exhausting for a long time and then over time you start to sort of really realize what 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 hashtags work well for what activities yeah so for me certain it tends to be more like process description terms that work well for me things like we interrupt this broadcast of toys on top to bring you this earth to aliens have landed earthling I want lowbrow art and bootleg toys. Toys, 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 toys. Well, you come to the right place. Earth to Kentucky is a shop for folks who love vintage sci-fi, lowbrow, and art bootleg toys. Toys, 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 toys. They're located over there at 836 Main Street, Covington, Kentucky. Toys, toys, toys. They carry original art, vintage action figures, designer bootleg toys, and toys, 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 toys and t-shirts. Designed exclusively for their store by some of their favorite artists. Thank you, Earthling. I enjoy Earth to Kentucky. I have all my favorite bootleg art toys. toys. Hey, look at that over there! It's a spaceship! Yeah. I need to go now. Someone's filming me in my spaceship. Shop now. www.earthtokentucky.com That's earth2kentucky.com Or just land your spaceship when they're open. Mold making and casting. Uh, silicone mold making. Uh, demolding video. Mm -hmm. Resin casting. When I first went on, I was tending to go like bootleg toys, bootleg action figures, bootleg this. Yeah. I think that works all right, but there's less people searching to see bootleg action figures than there are to see demolding videos is the... Yeah. The, 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 I mean, it, the, that might not be necessarily a target audience. The people who are searching for bootleg action figures might be the people you want as your followers. But um, the uh, yeah, the, I found it's the sort of the, the instructional videos that are... Are the, are the hot items at the moment yeah which is like it's always the i get stuck in those loops where it's like uh it's called like so satisfying and you're watching you're like oh these are satisfying like, like we'll watch like 30 of them real quick and yeah. so i definitely understand well, I mean, that i watch i enjoy them myself I generally if uh i suppose if you enjoy watching the video back yourself then you can you kind of know other people are going to enjoy it that's, that's yeah. why i like to edit them to music and things because it kind of makes it a bit more fun yeah and so you like back onto the toy side you uh have built this like it's almost like a i don't know how to describe it like it is a uh man i don't even know the words because you you've gotten so good at the masters of the universe figures so good like to the point where you're like they're clear you've got skeletal structures inside these damn figures you've added <laughs> For your Bob Moss, you added uh, that like flocking material stuff to it. Like badass, like so good at these. Is there, I mean, so, I, do you I think, think it's, it depends on your perception, I guess. I mean, the, the Bob Ross, Bob Moss, sorry, 
uh, really, my thong, my thinking with the flocking was, you can hide a lot of sins with flocking. Uh, <laughs> that was that was my first um, kind of, I would say, boot, my first proper bootleg resin action figure that I sort of released a few of and sold was was Bob Moss. And yeah. the, the, to be honest, the seam lines on it weren't bad because there's, there's areas on the shirt and things where I wouldn't have been able to hide the seam lines. But that was my kind of original thinking with the flocking was. I thought, well, it would save me sculpting the arms. I would use the Beast Man arms. I kind of wanted to have elements of Beast uh, of Bob Mossman in there, yeah. as well as, as Bob Ross. But the skeletal ones, I mean, originally, I, I, uh, I hadn't planned to linger on doing sort of what I would call just more to knockoffs, where I'm just doing straight. I mean. You, You've probably seen a lot of the stuff I'm doing. It's just straight knockoffs of the Motu stuff. Yeah. I've, I've added a custom articulation or whatever. But, uh, you know, I'm using the Mattel sculpts for He-Man and all what else. Originally, my, my plan was I'd made moulds of... I'd sort of implemented my own custom articulation into a He-Man book and made a set of moulds so that I could reproduce the, the blank casts and sculpt on top of those using epoxy sculpt. Yeah, and make my own fit like Bob Moss. That's how I made Bob Moss. Um, but I ended up rather than because that was my plan. I thought rather than sort of you know spend a fortune on he on knackered old He-Man figures and implement the articulation every time, I'll just be able to cast this book, sculpt on top of it, and then I'll have a like my custom sculpt which I'll then make another mold of. But I kind of went the opposite way around and sort of made the skeletons to go inside the mold instead, rather than. I suppose I sort of sculpted inside them rather than sculpted on top of them in the end. Yeah. But so, that, that wasn't my initial plan, really. And they look like super great, like to the point where I have showed other people that don't do toys and they're like, oh, that's rad. Like you're, you're adding like an extra piece on top of, because you're molding twice, I guess, right? Like, well, it's, yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it is difficult to make those figures, but I guess it's, it's, it, a lot of it's born of, because uh, I'm a, I'm a He-Man fan myself. Yeah. And as much as I like it, a lot of the figures, I'm just not prepared to pay the kind of money for a lot of the vintage figures that they sell for. So like a Scareglow complete, a vintage one with the cape and the and the staff. Yeah. You, you were looking at like, well, they were really expensive. When I was looking at them a while ago for like a beat up one with no weapons or accessories was at least kind of a hundred pounds, which I think is about Ooh. maybe a hundred and... $20 or something. Maybe it goes a bit cheaper over in the US. I'm not sure. I'll let you know um, if but... I find one. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I mean, my original thinking was I'll just make my own scare glow for myself. Yeah. And I bought, um, there's a chap on eBay in the US who sells like custom cast parts. I managed to buy a, a scare glow resin head, not an official yeah. one. I think I paid about $20 or something and then uh, made a mold of that and used. Because I mean, because because Motu used all repeat parts, I was able to sort of just use the the other parts to make a scare glow body. But yeah, I suppose it's kind of like as long as you because I enjoy them, it's kind of like I wanted to make the ultimate. I couldn't really afford to get the proper one, or yeah. so I thought. Well, if I'm going to make one, I'll try and make the version I would have always liked, where you could actually. Because I mean, the, although as much as I like scare glow, he's a bit shit, really. The original one. I remember <laughs> when I went as a kid. Um, my my cousin had him, and I never really understood. We never really understood it as a kid. We were like, "Well, how comes 
it said it, there was a bit of confusion because Scareglow said the ghost of Skeletor on the packaging. Uh-huh. So we all thought it was like Skeletor died and Scareglow's his ghost. Uh-huh. But they just worded it strangely. Apparently, Scareglow's like a ghost servant of Skeletor. Okay. I'm getting too nerdy now. No, that's ignore. okay. I didn't know that. So that's a good, that's a good idea. Because I, I remember playing with these toys when I was little. And I'm only 30, so I didn't really fully understand what I was playing with. And I, I like I didn't ever see the show when I was little. And so uh, I remember like seeing these badass looking figures and not understanding what they were. And now I can't find any of those figures. I don't know where they are or anything. Well, you've got the um, the masters, the the origins figures are coming out now. The, they've re-released. Uh, I mean, you probably know, but it's the masters of the universe. They've re-released. Uh, Mattel have yeah. re- been re-releasing them, but with extra articulation. Okay, I didn't know about that one. Yeah, oh yeah, they're really good. I mean, I must say, I think for someone, if you were interested in getting into the the toy line, the masters of the universe. For someone who's a new collector or who's never didn't really have doesn't really have the nostalgic, you know, feel towards the vintage ones, I would just get them the, the new ones. Yeah. I, they're arguably a better toy than the than the old ones, I would say. I've got really into them recently. They've sort yeah. of just re-released the, the figures in the same sort of scale, but they've now got all the articulation of a modern figure. You know, you can the old ones had little elastic bands for legs and stuff. They're a bit shit, really. Yeah, well, I remember. You know, with that, with those toys, and um, I mean, they have that massive blister that's on the packaging that like oddly shaped, like honestly the most bullshit shaped black blister you can get for like a toy. But I, yeah. I remember what drew me into you, uh, it kind of mixes like this and like the how-to videos. You were making your old blisters or making your own for that and like doing the suction and everything, which was rad. Like I'd never seen anyone make a blister before I watched your video. Yeah, well, it's 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 it was kind of a something born out of necessity, to be honest. I, I uh, originally tried to, if I could buy those blister bubbles, I would, because I, yeah. I don't particularly take much pleasure out of making them. If I'm honest, it's um, it's uh, the the only person I could find, the closest person to the UK selling those blister bubbles was a fella in Argentina. And it's quite expensive to ship over. It was going to work out. I know a lot of people in the UK who make uh, 5.5 stuff. Quite a lot of them were using these Argentinian bubbles yeah. that were sent over. But they ended up working out about three or four pounds each. Um, which, I mean, it's not too bad if you're selling them your figures for enough money. But I didn't, my figures are expensive enough. I didn't want to have to add more costs on like that. Yeah. So I found out there was a chap on eBay selling that little machine that I've got. I should be on commission with this guy because I mean, and, and it's the amount of people I've sent over his way, but the, the, he sells these little, it's like a little vacuum former that you attach to the vacuum cleaner. Yeah. And then I heat up a piece of PVC sheet under the kitchen grill. And then, uh, yeah, I made a book by just taking a vintage He-Man bubble. And the easiest way to do it was just push. Um, I use epoxy sculpt, which is an yeah. epoxy putty just pushed a lot of that into the bubble and it forms the shape and then a vacuum form over that but it's quite laborious and it's uh, quite the fumes are quite toxic by all accounts i usually have a mask on and uh, yeah. get it well ventilated the harder you know i have a, a thermoformer vacuum for whatever it's called but it's like a dentist one 
So it's like all it's right. super compact. And uh, I think it's originally used for like when you make Invisalign or some kind of plastic for your teeth. Oh, so you'd be, you'd be able to do sort of three and three quarter scale bubbles on there, can you? Yeah, you, you can do, for that. Yeah, you can do smaller ones. And the, the squares of plastic that you can get are like this big. So they're not, they're not crazy big. The hardest part is finding the right plastic. So I can yes. find any kind of plastic to put under there but I've gone through like tests of it's not clear. It doesn't look good. It's too rigid. It's like, and so PVC is hard to find here right now. Well, yeah, it was hard to find over here as well. I actually managed to, the way I bought it. Um, if you, well, I bought oh, specifically, I wanted 0.5 millimeter PVC. That's the thickness I use. Mm-hmm. I've tried thicker and it's too rigid yeah. and thinner um once the bubble's set it's almost like feels like one of those that kind of slightly crispier plastic like you might get on an inner tray of a figure you know the kind of it's like a little bit not as firm as the outer bubble um i've used petg if you can get your hands on that i don't know what it is just the different abbreviation but it's if you can get not point the first ones i used was 0.5 millimeter petg sheets which I was buying A4 sheets off eBay, but they were, they were expensive. They were costing me about 10 to 15 pounds for like four A4 size sheets. Oh, um, okay. Like I, I, in the end, I bought uh, a, a roll of PVC, a 10 kilogram roll. Um, that's the generally the standard weight when you want to scale up. It, it cost me about 70, 80 pounds, which I think will be about maybe just under a hundred dollars. Yeah. That's including postage and everything. But, it was actually from a till gear company. Uh, I mean, um, anyway, I, yeah, that, that's what I would, if you have a look for 0.5 mil PVC rolls, 10 kilogram suitable for thermal forming, you'll generally see them for sale in China. And then mm. once you get a more specific name for what you want, I mean, I was, there are companies in the UK, sell them. I'm sure you'll find a, a company over there. Yeah. For some reason, but, when you, when I remember looking for it, it was like right at the heart of COVID, like COVID had just started ah. taking off. And for some reason, I wish I knew the reason, whatever plastic I was looking for was used in the making of like materials for COVID relief and all kinds of stuff. Right. Yeah. There was a few issues like that when COVID came about. I know I couldn't get hold of uh, isopropyl alcohol or uh rubber gloves yeah. for a while at first when it first uh, came in fashion yeah i for sure like just didn't use rubber gloves for six months because i just couldn't find any but so but i was i think i was reusing my like the like, what's you call them nitrate nitrile gloves yeah i reused them to the point that they were like they were more like mitts with resin <laughs> they were, like they were out here my thumb we interrupted this broadcast of toys on top to bring you this bootleg bonanza Hey, check out what I just got. Oh my gosh, what is this stuff? These are bootleg art toys. What? Where do you find bootleg art toys? I find bootleg art toys at Bootleg Bonanza. Bootleg Bonanza! An alternative toy store that specializes in bootleg art toys, resin, and vinyl. Oh my gosh, this one's weird. Actually, they specialize in weird. Not only do they buy and sell and trade designer toys, they produce them in their fully equipped studio. Bootleg Bonanza! Where is this at again? Bootleg Bonanza, it's at 200 East High Street, Pottstown, Pennsylvania. Or you can head there online at www.bootlegbonanza.com. I don't know. Whose money did you spend on this? You didn't spend our money on this weird stuff, did ya? Um. I mean, what is this thing? Uh. Head there now, www.bootlegbonanza.com, and spend all your money. Bootleg Bonanza! Onion, bro!
it's good for like stopping stabbings because I'm quite prone to cutting myself and things. So oh. when you've got a good girthy layer of resin around the hand, it's quite yep. protective. Yeah, I think so. As we look at your figures and as we uh, watch your process and all these things, or do you plan um, just as this bootlegger and this toy artist, do you plan to stay in this Masters of the Universe area, or are you thinking you want to branch out and leave that behind at some point? Where are you at? I definitely wanted. Uh, it was never my intention to sort of just do solely uh, He-Man stuff. Originally, I wanted to just do uh, th- one of the first bootleggers I saw doing 5.5 style uh, was was these guys called Trap Toys in the mm-hmm. UK. I'm not sure if you've seen them. They did a figure called Easy He, which struck a chord with me. It was kind of, yeah. I like hip hop and uh, it was, I couldn't get hold of one in the end. It was, I was a bit late to the party and they'd already sold out. Uh, but it was quite inspiring when you were, when I first went on their page, they were showing a lot of the process of modding he-man figures and i was like well i'd never thought of that i'd seen a lot of bootleg stuff over the years like uh death by toys kind of funny stuff you know yeah. like the, the fog figure and stuff like that where you're kind of selling nothing for a yeah. joke in a, in a way and then i'd seen i was quite familiar with the likes of the suck lord and you know a lot of uh the, that, that sort of bootleg scene but i've just never been a huge collector of that scale personally i had star wars figures as a kid but they were just hand-me-downs from an uncle i think yeah. m- most of the toys when i was a, it's a lot of it's about nostalgia with me and I, 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 for me and I, a lot of the toys i had when i was growing up were all more kind of he-man was 5.5 inch i had like ghostbusters transformers turtles they were all kind of five inch mm-hmm. so they don't have the same nostalgic feel for me so anyway yeah it was only when i saw trap toys doing it i got kind of you mean you can make bootleg he-man i'd never i'd never really yeah. considered it but i do, would like to it's always i've been talking about it for ages but i'm kind of working on my sculpting a little bit here and there <laughs> i haven't been doing much of it but i'd like to eventually <laughs> make my own sofubi would be a goal yeah. uh, my own vinyl toy so i would probably you know like i probably sculpt a big thing in monster clay make molds of it i might make some resin copies but then i would make a wax copy and have it sent off to probably japan to get made into vinyl toys yeah that's rad it's the problem with where i'm at at the minute is i can't paint outside very easily here it's always i mean okay i don't know if you, you probably won't be able to see it at the minute but it's like it's always raining okay and windy it's um it's not very good for painting outside i need to kind of so i don't really have a very good area for airbrushing which I would like to get sorted. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it does make painting toys a little difficult. That's, I mean, that's a big jump too, to do like bootleg toys and then get into sculpting and so Fubi. Like that's, that seems like a huge jump and you're taking on other stuff. Are you, uh, I mean, there, I'm trying to think of some of the artists that I watch. There's one artist I have in my head and I can't remember his name. It's like Max something. You know, I- what, what was that name? Sorry, it's like Max something or uh, something. Is it maybe it's something fetus? I can't remember what his name is, but he like he he'll show the whole process of sculpting something, and then all of a sudden the next week, like all these vinyl toys are coming out, and you're like, what the hell? That turnaround was crazy. I mean, it, it must, I'm assuming in that kind of scenario, he's maybe held on to the process footage for a while because, to yeah. my knowledge, it does take a little while to get. A- bunch of vinyl made especially by the time if you're getting it shipped back over to be painted yeah. and things it's it, it's something I'll, i'd like to do it was um 
it's obviously so I wouldn't stop doing the bootleg stuff. I probably wouldn't stop doing He-Man stuff ever, but it's I definitely don't want to get too bogged down with just he's a bootleg He-Man guy. I'd, I would like I'd kind of like to I've got I, I just I've got a, quite a, a big interest in a lot of toys really and um He-Man's fun. I've always I mean I only saw, first saw Sofubian things a couple two or three years ago for the first time. Uh and I guess it's like a lot of the people who I who I follow, who I see, who do quite well in Sofubi, and who I've bought stuff off, they struggle to ever get past that sort of 1,000, 2,000 follower sort of range. And I mm-hmm. can't understand it personally. I mean, I see these guys work and I think it's brilliant. And I, I don't I don't understand why. I mean, even the biggest in the game of vinyls, like like so, I don't know if you're familiar with like mutant vinyl hardcore. Yeah. Um I mean, they they are like the biggest. I would consider them one of the most the biggest like hype beasts. So Fubi makers, anyway. But I mean, they're not huge followers numbers with regards to some of the people who I see doing well at like casting resin. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I know, I was looking at Floor Toys recently. I'm not sure if you've seen his stuff. He does a lot of double casting okay. things. I think he was at about twenty thousand followers. So I kind of thought, well, I know a lot of the traffic i get is off the back of he-man mm-hmm. and if i can ride off the he-man coattails steal all the masters of the universe followers yeah and then go i'm doing so fooby then at least it may be like a new way of uh getting a broader audience for so fooby than i would have done had i only done that yeah which i think is that's such a good way to do it i think like to because then you like you're in, not only are you like switching so you have all these people that are now watching you but then you're building these other people to start liking things other than what they see all the time like, i think that's my yeah it's so great it would be it would be nice to do that and it's there's there's a lot of um i mean a lot of the time i see uh sort of smaller artists and things and it'd be nice to give them a bit more of a push and yeah. th- you know like w- with maybe collabos and things i'm very i'm pretty unreliable with collabos so i probably shouldn't even game to too many <laughs> them i take forever with anything i've got a couple on the go at the minute and thankfully the people are being really patient about it because i've been taking ages but um Love yeah that. But, i mean I, i'm not i'm not i'm not trying to make out like i've just sort of solely used he-man for, for yeah. to steal fame i mean it was never my intention i mean i was obviously just making them because i enjoy doing it it's what i wanted to do but um i've possibly done more he-man demolding videos than i would have done had the likes not kept coming really yeah <laughs> haven't totally sold out yet but you'll you i think once um i actually noticed once you hit hundred thousand followers on tiktok i think i'm at about ninety five thousand something like that once you hit hundred thousand, you get sponsorship deal offers Love from them apparently. So you might see me start like, I'll suddenly be drinking bang energy drink in all my videos, and I'll be, I'll be saying, uh, when I'm making my resin toys, I drink bang energy to get me through <laughs> the night. That's, that's when I'll. That's when you know I've sold out. Yeah. Hey, when that <laughs> comes, you'll be making money. So it's all right. Keep doing it. Even a free lifetime worth of Bang Energy. If anyone at Bang Energy is listening, um, we want free that. lifetime supply of Bang Energy is fine with me, you know. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I don't drink that energy drinks. So we, uh, this is like, we're coming up on that 40 minute mark. Um, and we usually use this time to like plug the artist, where can we find you, all that stuff. But 
you're really well known in the community. So I think uh, maybe we switch it a little bit. One, with those collaborations or uh, customs, if people want that or if they want to interact with you, how would they do that? And then two, what's next? Are you in upcoming shows? Do you have something planned for the rest of the year? The collabos that I'm doing at the moment, there's one that I'm working on where it's me painting a few toys for, uh, there's a chap in Ireland called Dave Sculpt's Toys. Mm -hmm. I originally found out about him through a Craftsman video, I believe, on YouTube. I don't know if you've seen that guy, the hand puppet yeah, fella. He's amazing. Uh, yeah, and yeah, it's, um, I'm painting up some, he's, he's done some like resin articulated skeleton figures, which I'm painting up in a, well, there'll be no awards for guessing how I'm painting it up, but it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like, <laughs> but I've been taking months over that. Um, he's, luckily, he's a really patient guy anyway. With regards to like commissions and sort of customs and things, I get asked a lot, but I don't really do them. Um, okay. I've done them in the past, sort of. It can kind of take the fun out of it somewhat for me, as selfish as that is, and I just don't really want to spoil it for myself. It's I'm a bit of a a dickhead like that I think it's like as soon as if I don't have to do something I really want to do it as soon as I've got some kind of obligation to do something it's it's worse it's the worst yeah. it's not fun anymore for me for some reason even though I'm doing the exact same thing it's like I feel um I've always worked in the customer service industry and I do kind of pride myself on the service and things somewhat and I wouldn't like to let someone down after the, especially after they've paid for something we interrupted this broadcast of Toys on Top to bring you this. Meanwhile, in a galaxy of bootleg treasures. DOV2, we have engine failure. We almost crash land on DKE Toy Planet. Oh my, we're doomed. Wait, salvation. Hooray, we're saved in DOV2. Limited edition custom artist made action figures and DKE toys. Check out www.dkatoys.com for a full catalog. Hooray for custom action figures. DKE. So I, t I, I don't know, things don't always, quite often I've sort of, people have given me, for example, they've said, can you do that figure like you've made previously? Mm. Uh, which I wouldn't do if it's a one-off figure. I'll say to people, oh, no, I couldn't, that was a one-off. And they'll say, well, could you do it in perhaps this colorway? So it's, you know, uh, people have asked me for specific colorways. And I've done it on a couple of occasions, but generally, I don't know, maybe it's just me, because the customers have always been really happy with it. But when I look at a figure, if, at the end of it, I've, I've just never, I've never liked them as much. I suppose my heart's not been in it as much. Yeah. Everyone's always been happy with it. But it's like... I've sort of thought after a while, I thought I'm going to just, I think I get better results from myself when I'm just trying to keep it fun, really. Yeah. It's kind of like if I was, I don't actually have any tattoos, but the, my reason for that is I'd, I'd want to be able to, I used to do tattoos briefly at one point, just like yeah. I was just like a scratcher doing it out of uh, my garage. But like, it was always, I, I quickly learned, like it was much when people would just give you a bit of free range to do what you want, they'd have perhaps a, a little idea in mind and they just say i like your style but just do me an owl the results would be much better than when they'd give me a stencil and say i want this owl you know yeah. i think when you that's how i feel when i if i was to commission work from an artist i like to give them a little bit of an idea and give them enough free range to be able to still have fun with it because that's kind of how you get the best out as long as you're confident as long as you like the artist's work then uh 
yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm just thinking I'm just rambling there. No, I went no, off no, you're my... good. You're good. I absolutely, I think the tattoo artists, like I'm covered in them. So the, that analogy works super well. And I constantly am like, hey, this is the idea I want. Go to town, do whatever you're going to do. Don't even show me and then throw it on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's, that's yeah. how I mean, I don't have any tattoos personally, but it's only because I've never, I found a couple of artists who I would just go to them and say, do me this. And I know yeah. they're, they're freehand most of the line work on in advance. And I, I know from doing it that that I like the way that it, they can, you know, a good artist will make it flow with the way your body shapes yeah. and things like that. Um, but yeah, I don't actually have any tattoos saying that. Love it. I managed to avoid that, thankfully. I know a couple of people who did <laughs> dodgy tattoos like me, and they normally end up with little, lots of little smiley faces on their knees and yeah. things like that. Whereas I resisted the temptation to tattoo myself, thankfully. That's good. So, and then uh, do you, uh, with all the shows and everything coming up, are you in those shows? Do you have something coming up? Do you normally do shows? How does that work for you? I've never done them before. I've, um, I don't think I'll be doing any this year personally, as in, me being at them hosting them or you know whatever yeah. it might be um and next year i'd like to do that i'll probably visit some of the uk ones i'm not it's 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 to my knowledge it's kind of up in the air whether they'll definitely be on or not yeah um i think they're saying they will be on now but uh yeah yeah there's, there's, uh, there's so much like yeah decon will be in person it'll be like which I don't know if there's ever a good way to see if COVID's real or not. It's like put 2000 people in a building. Right. So, um, well, and, yeah. And then Comic-Con won't, I think that's only online this year. Right. It's, uh, I mean, I don't know. I'll probably, I maybe will go down. It's uh, most of these things in the UK are in London and I'm way up North. I'm kind of as, as North as you can get really. I'm just on the border of uh, England and Scotland where I'm at um so it is a long way for me to go it'll probably be about five or six hours travel on a on a train i don't know if that's true actually i, I, I don't leave I don't leave the house very often so i don't know <laughs> yeah man well hey thanks for giving me your time today like hey no problem man no it's been uh, it's been it's been uh, nice to have a chat Toys on tap. Toys on tap. Next episode. The next it's great. It's amazing. You're gonna want to listen to it. It's not right now though. You're gonna have to wait till the next episode to listen to it. Oh, when's that? The next one. Cool. Toys on tap. Toys on tap. The next one's gonna be good too. So stay tuned and, and, and listen to that. Toys on tap. Awesome.